Welcome into the boardroom, Weagle's premier all-sports talk show. If you care about the sport, we talk about it. From Auburn football to the English Premier League, we discuss it all. Now sit back and relax, because the boardroom is now in session. And welcome in, everybody, to this episode of the boardroom. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. It is November 9th, 2023. And we are back for another episode of The Boardroom. Greg Splankenberg alongside me, Nelson Early, Kyle Davis, and rejoining us after his brief hiatus, Connor Greenberg. Boardroom family. I'm back. <laughs> Sadly. Unfortunate. Sadly. We'll, see, we'll see how the rating goes. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll see what the I mean, they couldn't say. get any lower last week. So. Uh, um, I'm not so I don't sure. Know. I don't know. I'm the only one who has access to that, so... I don't, we're we'll, never, we'll, we'll check the numbers after the show. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll I'm, I'm going to take the over on me. I'm going to bet on myself. Okay. All right. They, wrote, the, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. That's right. <laughs> no. Oh, boy. All right. That's, but a, that's a good one. We are back for another edition of the boardroom, and let's just go ahead and kick it off. Kyle, what we got first? Yes, sir. We're talking about Auburn football. After an incredible road win against the Vanderbilt Commodores, 31-15, 424 total yards, 194 of those through the air, 230 on the ground. Gentlemen, I would say Jarquez is all the way back. Nelson? <sighs> Safe to say he is back. Uh, as someone who went to Nashville and was not able to get in, um, the amount of Auburn people around town was insane. So saying it's a road win is kind of maybe yeah. stretching it a little bit. Maybe not even a neutral site game. There was definitely more Auburn fans there. So shout out to the Auburn family for showing up and showing out. Um the guys played well. Um, could have beat them by like three or four scores if we were really trying, but I felt like we had some mental lapses. Uh, maybe the plane ride didn't go smoothly or something. I don't know, but got the dub. It's all that mattered. On to next week. Yeah, I think so. I mean, only holding them to, what's that, eight offensive points. Um, pretty good defensive showing, and that's encouraging, I think, going into this next week. Um, Connor, going to get your thought on this one. Peyton Thorne. 194 passing yards and that one interception. What do you what do you what do you think is his floor ceiling situation going into these last three weeks? The interception was really really bad, really bad. But every other play, he kind of looked pretty good. Yep. That was as close as we've seen to the Peyton Thorn that had his team in the top five of the playoff rankings at Michigan State. Um, and I don't think it's a coincidence that we saw that Peyton Thorn when the run game was going so strong. Um, obviously their their run defense is putrid. I think Jarquez was like the third Auburn running back ever to have two 50-yard rushes in the same quarter. Um, so I think continuing him continuing to, to perform at that level, get, having that those big plays is going to unlock the kind of best version of Thorne where it could allow him to go up-tempo, get the play-action game going. Um, but I think I think he's going to put up similar numbers on Saturday. About, you know, I'd say 200 yards, hopefully not a pick six if he's going to throw an interception. Um but a lot of uh, – and, and I will I will credit him. He had another 50 passing yards easily that went off the hands of receivers. Um, they didn't. They did him absolutely no favors this weekend. That drop touchdown by Amari Kelly. Amari Kelly. Was, oh. Yeah, that was pretty I, I fell to my knees. That was, that was, was painful. really bad. He might want to get used to playing in the field in Vanderbilt after that catch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ugh, yeah, I, I, was, I was encouraged too, Peyton Thorne. He had, tw- he had 12 rushing attempts too, only for 40 yards, but I liked the fact that he was willing to pull it down and go. Um, every once in a while. Um, but we look forward to Arkansas this weekend. Arkansas is currently a two-point favorite. They are 3-6 and six total, 1-5 and five in the conference. I'm a little concerned. It's a way. They're coming off of a, a very good win for them. 
uh, their first SEC win. I'm a, I'm a little worried. As don't someone, worry. as someone, oh, go ahead. I'm saying don't worry. Ah, but what's the line again? We are two, two points. Two points. I mean, looking at that team, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the lowest they can get. I think they're waiting until they lose one more game to show that they are not going to go to a bowl game to fire Sam Pittman. Unfortunately, great character in college football. It's sad to see him probably go, but I mean, this is a good, a big one for Auburn because one more in your bowl, in your bowling. Or sorry, it's a, yeah, we're no, it's fine. one more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sorry, one, one more. more. I was thinking about last. Yeah, one more in your bowling. They're, we're beating New Mexico State. We're going to a bowl. Now, if you yes. want to improve whatever bowls you're going to, if you don't want to travel two hours to Birmingham, you win. That you have to win this one. I'd say so. Yeah, and we all we all sat here week one and said we're going to be seven and five because we're going to get one of Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Bama. This is the one to get, and yeah. I think. Us being not favored in this game is only because our only competent road performance of the year was at Vanderbilt, yeah, yeah. and despite the fact that I, I mean I don't know what their the environment's going to be like in Fayetteville, but uh, we've not shown we can play against high power five real caliber talent on the road yet. I think I think we will easily cover two points. Get in price is thirteen dollars in Arkansas. I don't think it's gonna yeah. be buzzing. No, they're they're no. they're ready to get Sam Pittman. Yeah, yeah, yep, they're done. Uh, sadly, having watched more Arkansas football this year than I've wanted in preparation for a couple games this year, uh, they did play very well in the swamp last week. Um, their offense was different, but if it's a thing where like in the basketball game on Tuesday where no one had any film on anybody, they ran an offense that they've been running the past two years when they had Kendall Bryce as an offensive coordinator. And when you have a guy on staff like Philip Montgomery, uh, who has been in that, uh, basically have been in that Art Bros, uh system before, we have a lot of a lot of uh, knowledge of what they can and will be running. And Florida kind of gave that game away. They had a scoop and score with a guy who just ripped the ball out of the receiver's hands. They missed an extra point that would have decided it, and they missed a f- game-winning field goal. So Arkansas played well. It was sloppy. They gave up a lot of sacks and pressures on, on offense. Defense looked pretty good. They've been pretty good all year. Um, but, yeah, it was a ugly game to watch, say, at least still. Yeah. I See, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about this. This was not in the pick I'm going to give my – I think Auburn's going to win this game. I think they know the importance of it. Hugh Freeze knows the importance of this game as far as – you know, if, if we – 6 and 6 and 7 and 5 is a huge deal, I think. It's just such a huge difference. Um, especially for us this year coming off the past few years and going into next year because it makes, you know, it sets the hopes a little bit higher um, and makes next year maybe even less of a hot seat year for Hugh Freeze. If he goes 6-6, six and six, next year he only gets 7, maybe 8. If we're still kind of in that, you know, this maybe gives us a little more credibility. So, I, also, I also think, too, getting the win this weekend could be a huge, huge thing for next year. Because you're going to be able to get some young guys some snaps against New Mexico State in a game that if we lose Saturday, it's a little bit maybe tighter. You're a little bit more worried about just getting the result and getting out of there. You win this weekend. You got a little momentum. It's a three-game win streak. Should be four. And you can maybe, I, I don't know about Holden, but at least you know on defense, get some of those younger guys some reps because um, we do have some seniors, especially on that side of the ball. Yeah, a, a win this week makes that Iron Bowl, no matter what happens. That is going to be a Cadillac last year tier of environment. Best, better than anything we've seen so far this year. It'll be bumping. It'll be two thirty game, but being this time of year, it'll be sundown by four thirty. 
it's going to be an environment, to say the least. Yeah, I think so. So with that, we can kind of move into college football as a whole here. Um, and we're kind of talking a little bit about this the rest of the season in Alabama. I'm kind of scared to say it. Alabama's heating up. They look they, – they, they found what they do good, and they just keep doing it. Earlier on in the year, they had no identity, kind of like Auburn did, but they found sooner. And it's easy to do that when you have better players. Uh, so they found what they do well. Now, face a team like Georgia or like Michigan or even Ohio State who could do a lot of things well and have coaches you can pick them apart, then maybe you'll see them start to struggle. They haven't done that yet, but they've already had one loss this year. So if they lose to Georgia in the SEC Championship game, they're done. So there's no room for error. A two-loss Bama team is not getting in. If there is, there'll be riots. Bias will be well, painfully no, 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 obvious. No, 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 no. There'll be nothing. Peaceful, peaceful, peaceful protests. Um, the bias will be clear. Um, but other than that, they look better. This is going to be a tough game in a couple weeks. Um, but, yeah, they do look a lot better. Yeah. yeah I think we we drastically exaggerated reports of their downfall this year. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is a, yeah. this is a historically weak SEC West and, and whatever. They're good. They're really good. I mean, people people expected LSU to kind of go in there and really give them a run for their money. The offense has their issues. If Milrow's going to rush for four touchdowns, they're in good shape. But Bama's defense is still Bama's defense. They're they're still really good on that side of the ball. Um, I and I think that they'll, at, you know, they're going to get to they're going to get to Atlanta and and face off against Georgia. I don't think they'll win that game, but their defense is going to give Carson Beck something that he hasn't really seen yet and and kind of rattle his cage a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to it a little bit later, but I, 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 you know, I'm kind of scared with Georgia as a whole. Um, and we can go ahead and get into it now. Um, a little bit. We won't, we won't give picks, but just thinking about what Georgia has left before we, before the end of the season. I mean, they've kind of secured the East, but how important is going to be, is it going to be to stay without a loss uh, as far as the playoff goes? I Especially mean, the, if Ohio State, Michigan, you know, the winner in Atlanta is going to the going to the playoff, no matter what happens this week. The winner of Atlanta is going to the playoffs, whether it be Alabama, Georgia. If Ole Miss wins this week, and they will, they might usurp Alabama. Who knows? Um, the winner of Atlanta is getting to the playoffs. Um, Georgia. Every time we've doubted Georgia, they've come out and played really good football. Every time that we've like under overestimated them, they've played average football. The Kirby Smart kind of locker room talk has seems to be working. People are kind of doubting them a little more this year because three winning it winning it all three years in a row is hard to do. Nobody really ever does it. Let's see how they do it. See if they can do it. I think the parity in the other conferences is, is very great this year, so they might have more trouble in the playoff. But who knows? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. But we have something very important to to get to before this break because of an imminent kickoff. We're having to move up one game in the pick'em. Panthers versus Bears minus oh, three and a half. Surprise! Who do we got, fellas? Connor, you can go first. Um, I'm gonna take the under on the ratings for this game, no matter what. Oh, I was muted. I was just muted. Greg's Blankenberg trying to silence me. Uh, just because of that, I'm taking the Bears. I, you were gonna do that, no matter. No, what, I was. Anyway. I was actually. <laughs> sure was. I was I'm about to rub it in for doing that. It might just. It might, so who's gonna swim up? Who's gonna? What's, what's gonna be more? Panthers points or Bryce Young 
Texans. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. He's had an interception. Listen, here's the thing. There, there is an elite quarterback who went to a Division two school, and then there's Bryce Young. So, I mean. Well, Bryce Young has one more win than the elite Division two quarterback in the NFL, actually. Factor fiction. Lower win Who has a draft pick? All right, we only have like 20 seconds left. Bears, Bears, Bears. I have the Bears. Bears, Bears. This is the battle of mid. Like, if you look it up, the schedule. It's not mid. Mid is mid, average. Mid is 500. This is the garbage bowl. This is the garbage bowl. This is as low as it gets. This is the Caleb Williams this is, bowl. This is actually a bigger game garbage for the truck worker. This is actually a, Bears have both Can picks, I speak, so. please? Yep. Thank no. you. Yep. Thank you. God bless. Um, the Bears need to win this game. It is a big thing for them because they do have the Carolina Panthers' first over um, draft pick right now. And so by beating the Panthers, it just they get the better pick with that. And that's just big on them. But... I don't know. Both these teams are terrible. I'm I'm gonna ride with the Panthers plus three and a half. I don't know if they're gonna win or not, but they probably won't. But Bears on we'll Thursday night happens. football. No Bears on Thursday night football are dangerous. Who knows? Very, sure. All right. But with that, we're gonna head to a break. So when we come back, we have more talk about Auburn basketball. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle ninety one point one FM. And welcome back into the boardroom, everybody. You're hanging out with Griggs, Kyle, Connor, and Nelson. Last time we talked about Auburn football as well as some other college football games going on this week. But now we transition to the world of college basketball. So, Kyle, what you got? Yeah, so we'll start with Auburn in the great state of Sioux Falls. Great state? state? Great city. The great city. city. Great city of Sioux Falls. Got a little flustered there. The Sanford Pentagon's got me all discombobulated. <laughs> you didn't know which court you were in. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> the best Pentagon in the country. Uh, probably. Wow. Well, wow. <laughs> okay. Auburn loses. 82-88. I honestly don't hate the loss. I was encouraged with how the game went up until the last four minutes. I think we just fouled them way too much. It wasn't like we got in foul trouble, really. It was just we just sent them to the free throw line pretty much the entire game, and they were making them. So – I mean, overall, I was encouraged. I think there's a lot to look forward to. Very, very encouraged. This team is clearly better than last year's team. You only need to see one game to see that. We have multiple scorers on the court at every time. From We can score from inside. We can score from outside. So mid-range. Um, defense is going to have to improve. I think some of that has to do with Baylor being good. Some has to do with the refs being a little whistle-happy. Some has to be has to do with just us being a new team with a lot of new faces and needing to gel together. Um, but with all that being said, we were winning by a lot, or up by nine at the half. It looked good for a while, but in a game like that, start the year, you gotta keep your expectations. And there's still a lot of good, good takeaways and fixable moments from that game. I mean, there's just a little, like a lot of stuff that you can do with that. I mean, yes, it's gonna be a better shooting team than last year, but then like sending Baylor to the line that many times. I mean, you hope, hope you can change that up. So it's not. It's not a complete rework kind of thing after that game, but you just need to find better ways to just do that. And Aiden Holloway will be starting before we get to the month of December on this team. Yeah, even if he doesn't, I mean, he played 27 minutes to Trey's 13. But I think I think your main takeaway from this game should be this is a Bruce Pearl team, way more than we've seen here probably since the 2018 team. They're going to play fast. They're going to shoot and make a lot of threes, and they're going to shoot and miss a lot of free throws. Um <laughs> And those teams will struggle at the beginning to play defense because their tempo is so high. Transition defense is hard, especially when you're playing Jacoby Walter. We will get better at defense. We can't teach guys to shoot 42% from three, and we have those guys. So I think I'm – there's there's concerning aspects of the loss. I don't love the fact that we blew a big lead late. 
I don't love how many fouls we had. But those are coachable and fixable problems going into, you know, a, a stretch of games where we should be the favored team in most, if not all of them. Um, you can't you can't teach the level of scoring that this team's going to do. And that's that was the problem for all last year was late in the game. You needed someone to have a big a big shot. That's not a problem with this team. You got Denver. You have Aiden Holloway. Even Janai can, is going to stretch the floor now. Um, so I'm, I'm. Con- there's a couple things that we got to keep an eye on, and obviously Southeast Louisiana is not going to be the tell. But when we get to the Barclays Center next week, I want to see a little bit better transition defense. But other than that, if we can keep this level of scoring up, this team's going to win 25 or more games. Yeah, and I think it could just be a little early season and conditioning. Even I mean, you think since we're playing pretty much 10 guys, that that wouldn't be a problem. I mean, Chris Moore and Jalen Williams, I, in my opinion, played way too much. I think Chad Bingham is always going to have to have a bigger role. In the last 10 minutes of the game, we got scored 28-16. to 16, And that's, I mean, that's just miserable. So, I, I think it could be just a little bit of late game, I don't know, just scaries. You know, just kind of, kind of they got scared, we're about to choke this away, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah, I think it kind of comes, especially on defense, it comes down to foul trouble. We had a lot of guys in four. Chad Bazar only played 13 minutes. I think he had four fouls only like halfway through the second half. So he hardly played. Um, we had Connor's favorite player, or Leor Barman, playing big minutes. I thought, I thought you were only, talking about Grayson. He, Grayson he, Allen didn't play. I thought you were. Uh, <laughs> that's disgusting, Griggs. Uh, Leor Barman only played five minutes. If he, that had been doubled, we're one and zero right now. No, we're, he's getting cooked on defense. I'm sorry, Connor. He did, he, I'm sorry. We have, we have to be a constructive, actually truthful podcast here. Okay. I, I'm not – I'm going to – let me check real this quick. Is, this is disgusting. Behavior. But the only stat that Lior recorded was a personal foul. So, I mean – Hey, he does the things that don't fill up the box score. <laughs> he's a he's an all-time glue guy. He, he did get he cooked a couple claps, times. Great claps, great handshakes, great great, great uh, water bottle throws look, as well. Look, no one, no one can doubt his three-point shooting ability. And I'm sure it will come into effect in this, this December stretch, but it was just not happening last night. I think he's going to need more minutes, but just with how crowded the, the – the roster is right now. I, I'm kind of scared for him, and especially since this team is a three-point shooting team. So that kind of like his last, he wasn't like the ace in the hole like he was kind of like last yeah. year, where you're yeah. not going to be able to have that in certain stretches where you have a guard who can do that in Aiden Holloway. You have like Denver Jones who can do that. Janai every now and then will make a few. So he went two for three. Yeah, I mean the rest of the team shot 47. percent Why, why throw a guy who's only facet as a three-point game? In, yeah. in all seriousness, his role against Power 5 competition is going to be to give a couple minutes rest or to, to give someone a couple minutes in foul trouble. Um, I, I Again, this was he would not have played had Chad Baker-Mazzara only had two or three fouls late in that game. Um, and and I, don't think, I don't foresee that happening a lot. But, I mean, that between Chris Moore, even Jalen Williams a little bit, Chad Baker-Mazzara and Chaney Johnson, that's a crowded forward rotation that he's, he's not really going to crack. Yeah, and I mean, some of the – CBM had a good stretch there uh, in the first half that kind of helped stretch our lead a lot. But that small forward and power forward role didn't really have that big of an impact. Kind of as I said last week, there will be games where some guys just won't have it. But we are a good enough team, especially on offense, to be able to kind of carry that load. <clears throat> so I'm interested to kind of see these next few games if they do step up. I feel like there's a lot of potential. Jay Will being a veteran – can score at least a solid 10 points a game. Chaney Johnson's very lanky and athletic. Can't wait to see what he does. Um, Chris Moore's kind of like glue guy on both sides. Hustle gets rebounds. Um, 
And Chad Baker-Mazzara is kind of the one I'm looking to to be the kind of impact player that no one really saw coming. He's very exciting uh, and everything, so looking forward to that. Yeah, Jalen Jalen Williams really only impact in the game to me was his rebounding. Yeah, um, that, that that I I I really don't see that continuing for him. I think at his best, he can be a second team All SEC guy. I mean, he's got yeah. he's a very very good player. Had a bad game. It's the first game of the season. If if you know by this time next week we're we're still concerned, then I think we can have a bigger conversation. But chalk it up to early season rust um, for for him. I think. I mean, I he would not have come back. I don't think Bruce would have taken him back if he didn't think that. He was going to be a good player on this team. Yeah, and th- there's a reason he got 27 minutes. You know, he's not just throwing them out there for 27 minutes. This team's going to win a lot of games this year. I, I think so. They're you, so they're so talented just, and they're so deep. They got very deep. Just to help with that, though, they got to get one of these not big non-conference wins. Maybe probably going to have to be USC, Indiana, Indiana. Oh, Indiana as well. Indiana yeah. slipped up. Uh, they only won by like six against their bye game. So they're another team with a lot of new faces. Let's see how they do in the next few months. But I think that's a game that we can. Which is very like Bruce Pearl and Indiana, they don't love each other a lot. The state of Indiana, Bruce Pearl, so that'll be a heated game <laughs> on both of, sides. State of Illinois, not too happy still either. So we also uh, we also get Virginia Tech and USC here, which is a huge home yeah, court huge advantage. Boost. We have so plenty of games. There, to get there's going to be non-con opportunities. I know Bruce was talking about like this was a lost opportunity at the SEC. The the Big Twelve is going to be absurdly good this year before so. they lose Texas and Oklahoma. Having brought in Houston, they've got Baylor, Kansas is. The perennial number one. Forgot team about right now. Houston. Uh, yeah, you know their 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 top eight teams could all be top five seeds in the in the tournament. So uh, there's no shame in losing to a Baylor team that's two years off a national championship or whatever. Um, there and we will have our opportunities to get those resume builder wins before January. Yeah, for sure. Did you guys do the Josh Dub win total thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I said I said twenty four. I said twenty five. I, I said, said twenty four. You said 20, I'm saying twenty three. Kim Palm's got us right now at twenty one. So, you know, I'm pretty optimistic about it as well. I think we, if we win this stretch, like through new, the new year, we're like we're in, we're in two oh, we're a top territory. Team. Yeah, at least we're in two C territory. Least. If we win up to the beginning, and then win those first two uh, SEC games, which are huge, Arkansas, Texas A&M, um, those are it's a real tone setter. I yeah, tone could, setter. could be my could be my hot take is I think there's a chance by that Arkansas game that Auburn is the higher ranked team. Ooh. Um, I haven't really watched too much Arkansas, um, but I think yeah. even with our loss, uh, we might be a threat to get ranked week one. We looked very good. We were the only team that really got tested and had a real big game. And this first week, actually, no, Friday is different. Friday is a couple big games, right? Yeah, tomorrow, a couple big games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we won't Duke. be ranked. I, I, I was just putting out a feeler, but I think we're, we're good We're enough. not going to be ranked. We're not but, gonna, we're, but we all know that we're a top twenty-five team. Based yeah, on that. we're not going to be ranked until at least mid-December. Uh, well, maybe I mean, later. if we have Virginia Tech the 29th of November, I feel win, like that could be. But like Virginia Tech wasn't a tournament team last year. If they were we a went up until, team. Yeah. I, I think if we win until that Indiana game, um, we'll probably be ranked. And, and if we beat Indiana, we will be. We'll and then be if, we be, rankings, if we beat USC, rankings in December don't matter. Michigan yeah, State's exactly. going to be yeah, Michigan yeah. State's going to be ahead of so good. We were the number one. We were the number one team in the country, and then we lost in the second round. Well, but but the preseason rankings are an educated guess, and Michigan State will be ranked in the teens somehow. After losing at home to JMU, to a great JMU team, and they still go win. Dukes, but the University of Virginia. What? That's what? PFT, the University of Virginia, the best, the part. University of Virginia Cavaliers, who the, the best athletic the former national champions. JMU is the only team that's not lost in men's soccer, vo- football, or basketball this year. 
Did anybody ask? I did actually. I mean, yeah, I, actually I did, did ask. I, I, I don't think anybody asked. I, I sent think, him a text. Oh well, we we actually yeah, Kyle have texted evidence. Me, so. we have evidence for this actually. Uh, well, I mean, if we want to talk Virginia college sports, I'm more than happy to. But I don't, I don't <laughs> I think, think that's, Virginia college sports. I think is it's time for the losing next. right now to the. I mean, Chris Long has a, Chris Long hasn't played there in so Virginia long. Virginia basketball is one to know. So, who they play? Uh, the mighty Tarleton State somethings. Something. Did they cover? Kim no Palm ball knowledge. They did cover. They did cover. <laughs> I thought you said they – oh, wait, no, that was UNC that pushed. UNC did not cover. Virginia did cover. All right, we got like, ACC. All right whatever. We have like a two and a half minutes left for whatever we have left for this basketball segment. Did you guys watch any basketball last night? Oh, no, you guys watch volleyball. Never mind. Yeah, we were uh, – I mean, you were setting the attendance record in Neville Arena. We did, we you did, did. You did. You did. Let me tell you about a game I watched last night. Let's hear it. Barn burner. Mississippi State, Arizona oh, State. Oh, I man. I watched some of that. I, Arizona I State. your eyes. Arizona State. The, the, so, race, so, the race of 10. Mississippi elite. State looked good. <laughs> that Arizona State team could not hit the broad side of a barn, and that's giving them some credit. <laughs> it was ugly. I can't imagine. They made, ugly. They made 17 field goals. In oh, yep, yep, and those yep. misses were so bad. I can't imagine Listen, what Bobby Hurley was saying. This is what happens <laughs> when you hire a head coach who played at Duke. True. I don't True. Know. Bobby was, Hurley was. Yeah, that, I can't imagine what that locker room was like after that game. Oh yeah, yeah especially was, Mississippi State without their best player, one of the top probably three players, four players in the SEC, doing I mean, that without State it. State looked good, but that's more of a Arizona State looked awful than a Mississippi State they, looked great. Hey, Chris, they scored Chris Jans, the dentist. Man, I needed. Uh, I'd rather go to the dentist to watch that game. It was ugly, disgusting. Yeah. Would you rather watch Mississippi State basketball or Mississippi State football? Basketball. Trey Ford, Trey Ford's excited. Basketball, yeah, will be, Trey basketball. Ford's a like basketball will be better than their. I agree. Football. I like those I agree. Cowboys are but also, disgusting. basketball is just better than football. So, absolutely not true whatsoever. It's not even. A re- there's only one basketball. There's multiple footballs. No, there's only. Oh, one football. We do have to clarify. We do have to clarify. No, no, I was talking about. I was referencing American. It's football. called international. soccer. It's called soccer. Friends. Yeah, Arizona State scored six points in the last ten minutes of the first half. At that oh. point, I was serious. It was like twenty-four to six in that stretch. <sighs> and, and it was pretty bad. It was the nasty. highest chance they had to win, like the whole game, was like a 20% chance to win. They shot 23% from three, 37 uh, from inside the arc. It, it was. I it think was the old, like a YMCA could probably shoot better than Arizona State last night. It was ugly. Yeah, I mean, their their leading their leading shooter was one for four from the three point line. So Ugh. Just no fun. Yeah. Rough. Rough for the Sun Devils. But that is going to do it for our segment on college basketball. When we get back, we have more coverage for y'all coming your way. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into The Boardroom, everybody, as we are having our traditional 2019 Auburn banter talk hour. It is with Connor, Kyle, Griggs, and Nelson. We are back in for The Boardroom. And this segment, we're changing it up a little bit. We're going to see how it works. We're going to do picks right now. So, Mr. Davis, what do we got first? First game, Michigan minus four in the four and a half. Happy Valley against Penn State. Here's I give you my thoughts first. Michigan's just operating at a different level. Every ranking system ever <laughs> different has, level. They're just a, a different level. Michigan. Every ranking system ever has Michigan number one by a mile right now. This is a noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff. If it was at night, I would give Penn State a little bit more of a chance. I'm taking Michigan minus four and a half. Taking Michigan by multiple scores. Uh, I I don't after picking Penn State against Ohio State. I just I feel betrayed. That was an awful game all around. They're gonna get stomped by a better team than than Ohio State and Michigan by multiple scores. Um, I'm gonna go with Michigan here just because of the fact that I think JJ McCarthy, if he wins this game, I think he is a a really truthful chance to win the Heisman. 
That's take. my thing. Hot take. I don't Spicy. think it's a hot take though because like Kyle McCord again, has better I mean, stats. Penix has done that, but no wins though. And Kyle McCord, I, I don't. Kyle McCord beat Notre Dame. I mean, to be clear, I'm, not a, I'm taking. Not a, I'm, no, State, I'm also taking. Penn State Michigan. didn't play. What are you talking about? Oh wait, no, Kyle, you're talking about Kyle McCord. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking about Drew Allard. Sorry, but no, I think Michigan will win this game because I do think Michigan is the, still the best team in the Big Twelve in the Big Ten, and I think they'll be Penn State because I don't feel like they give all they're all for these noon games, students and players. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan simply because of the fact that James Franklin just refuses to coach well in a big game. Michigan has traditionally struggled in Happy Valley. They've got Penn State's gotten them a couple times. Uh, Penn State does not have the the talent to match up with them. And I mean, Michigan, the players walking into the locker room today got hats that said Michigan versus everybody. They're Harbaugh is spinning this. They're gonna those guys are gonna be super motivated to go out and prove that they don't need whatever signs or whatever to win games. I I don't think this is a particularly close one. I, I think Michigan may at least by fifteen. Whoa. Well, that's a boardroom consensus pick. We are two and one on boardroom consensus picks. Nice. Hopefully, nice. Move Great three stat. And one there. Great that's, stat. That's a good stat. That's hey, a good stat. We are over five hundred as a unit. Yeah, that's right. Do you have sat on like when I pick against everybody else? Do you have sat on that? Uh, I'll look it up okay. for the next segment okay. while during the break. Okay. okay. Next game: Tennessee minus two, opportunity for a push against Missouri. So here, here, Nelson, we're snack stat guys, right? Analytics guys. We're analytics guys? Of course. We of are. course. Okay, here's a, here's, a, here's a little correlation for you. Oh, nice. Mizzou, Mizzou had two really bad losses last year, one to Kansas State and one to Tennessee. They lost 66-24. to 24. They got revenge on K-State early this year. What do you think happens? Ooh, is this, do, do is this in Neyland or is this uh, – This is in Missouri. Dude, but this Missouri team's legit. That's what I'm this saying. This Missouri team's good. That's what I'm saying. This Missouri team's real good. And it's best on best. It's the Vol defense versus the Missouri offense. Uh, what time is this game? I believe it's CBS two thirty. Two thirty kickoff. Uh, I got the I got the Tigers. It's gonna be a good game. I think the whole drink was on the hot seat last year, and it's paid off in Columbia. Um, he's doing very good this year. He's proving that he belongs in the SEC. Um, they're having a renaissance out there. They can st- if they can stack on this year. They might be able to survive for the next couple of years. Um, this is a big game. This is the game to show that they belong. And I think they're going to come out and play like it. Come soon. Greeks? I'm going with the Vols. I think they can do this. Um, Missouri is better than expected this year. I do think they're going to have a pretty big, significant drop-off after next year with everyone they're losing. But, I mean, they credit to Drinkwitz for the turnaround he had. I mean, he only had one year at App State, and the Missouri took a chance on him, so credit to them. But yeah, I'm just gonna go with the balls. I do think this is a game that they're gonna be better, more prepared for, and they played tougher competition this year than them. So, yeah, I like Tennessee too. Uh, this to me feels a little bit like the game a couple weeks ago where Tennessee was on the road against Kentucky. I think it was a similar spread. I think Kentucky was maybe had a, maybe favored by like two or three. Yeah. Um, and Tennessee didn't make it pretty, but went in and and won the game and covered. So, uh, Drinkwitz has done a great job. I just don't. I think Tennessee's got a little bit more established. They're also basically coming off of a bye week. No disrespect to uh, to the UConn Huskies football team, but uh, none of their starters played the second half. Their coaches definitely have been watching tape on Missouri for for an extra week. So on a on a borderline bye, I'll, I'll take Tennessee. Yeah, I I think ne- neither Tennessee or Missouri have anything to lose here. So I'm thinking that at home, Missouri is gonna. Kind of come away with it. Um, they're both out of the East. That's what I'm thinking. 
Sorry, sorry. We got well, Griggs is. We have we have we, 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 have we, a need, wild to, we need a little break. Right I believe now. there's been a pick six in the Panthers Bears game. Griggs, no, tell us what happened. There's a punt return right now. A punt return. Griggs, for there's a, a flag down. though. I don't know. Bring what's it back. Be on. Reel it in. Reel it in. If, if you're wondering, the show. The yeah. professionalism over here is not looking. I was hot I was right doing now. my best to push through, but I just got distracted. Yeah. I, I'm we, sorry. We have a little boy. I make I make up for it by going coming to every boardroom episode. So I'm sorry about that. Oh, but are you at every boardroom post episode? Oh. I mean, I didn't board. see Kyle the last time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Okay. Wow. Last college football game, Ole Miss against Georgia. Georgia's favored by ten and a half points. I did not put this on here because I thought Ole Miss and Georgia is going to be a close game. I just think ten and a half points is a lot. So, oh, oh, the only loss for Ole Miss was at Bama. They lost by fourteen, and we know there's no, not really any home field advantage in Tuscaloosa. We all know there's no home field advantage in Athens, Georgia. True. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Last time Ole Miss beat Georgia was in Oxford in 2016, but their offense has been exciting. Yeah, in all but one game, though. Yeah. Uh, Lane, uh, he can't win the big one. He's not shown any evidence to be able to win the big one. I don't think he'll ever win the big one. No matter where he's been, he's always lost the big one. This is going to be the biggest of the big ones, <laughs> and he's going to lose the big one. Give me the dogs. Minus 10 and a half. Yeah, yeah, okay. and the points. Yeah, I'll keep it quick. Georgia, I Lane doesn't do well in big games. I mean, he did beat they beat, they had that one this year against LSU. That's a home though. That that is true though, but and on the road in Athens. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with Georgia. Kirby, even if they're losing at any point of the game, he's gonna get them right. So I'm going to Georgia in that one. This feels to me a lot like the Lane Kiffin get your popcorn ready game, where going into the game. Against Alabama a couple years ago, they were like, "Man, this is this is the one. This is Lane Kiffin's year. He's finally gonna get the big win. He's go like this is the best team he's had." Yeah, yeah. And then it was twenty-eight to nothing in like ten minutes. Uh, Georgia is just not gonna lose at home. I, I think they cover this one as well. But uh, I can very much see Ole Miss. They've had a little bit of off the field stuff this week as well, uh, going in there and just laying a dud, uh, despite all of the media's constant hype of the Lane train. So I would I would love. Love for Ole Miss to go in there and win that game, but I'll, I'll give me Georgia by eleven. I have been teetering on this since I put it on the sheet. I think Ole Miss can cover here because Georgia needs another wake up game. The Auburn game was a wake up game for them. I feel like they're kind of getting a little apathetic again. I'm gonna go against the grain and take Ole Miss, try to regain some points. Now we move on to the NFL. We already picked the Thursday night game because it has already kicked off. Panthers, Bears. I took the, uh, well, me, Connor, and Nelson took the Bears. Greeks took the Panthers. The Bears, what, what's the, the score? Bears has bought them it some is, points. Uh, Can we get a score is, update? It is seven. I'm looking at Nelson for this one. Nil in seven the Panthers, nil. Bears game. The Panthers just had a 79 yard punt return Won't touchdown. You- Unreal. To jump over this Unreal table scenes. and just take you out. So <laughs> but no, it is seven nothing. The Panthers are winning off. We spot them some points. Seventy yard, there. seventy-nine yard touchdown, uh, uh, punt return from. Let me try to pronounce this right. Amir Smith Marcetta, who used to play for the Bears. Oh, wow! Wow! I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Way too much time on the clock for Tyson Badgen. <laughs> way too uh, much. Way too much. Way too much. Yeah, but we move on. We move on. The other NFL game on our slate: 49ers minus three at the Jaguars. Ooh. They've only played six times ever. These nice. teams have only played six times ever. The 49ers have won four of them, um, and I think it, the last three have gone the 49ers way. I personally am going to take 49ers minus the points. They've kind of been in a in an idling state. It's it's about time they moved on. Cool little. I'm not sure about their quarterback situation. Anybody know? I think. Um, uh, I think it's, I'm taking them anyway. Brock is Brock. back, and I believe Debo Samuel is coming back this week. 
Oh, yep, definitely. Niners. Put the Niners a couple weeks ago against the Bengals at home, and they got destroyed. Now they were down some players, but I think this I think this kind of skid falls more than just on injuries. It's more than just the quarterback. I think it falls on everybody. Even their defense has been playing well. And the Jags are legit. They're legit. Probably one of their biggest home games in a while. Give me Duval. Give me the Jags. Duval. Yeah, I know. I'm going with the Jaguars, too, in this one, I think. What is it, plus three and a half? Plus three. Plus three, yeah. I'm going to go with Jaguars plus three. I mean, they've played really well this year. I mean, they should have only lost four games, according to some experts. out There was a joke, uh, inside joke part, part for another podcast. But, yeah, I think the Jaguars are well. I don't. I need to see something from Brock Purdy again for me to kind of believe in the hype train again for him just because we saw what he was without Debo, without Kittle, without Trent Williams. So I need to see that against another team and how he's playing with that. Even though I, Debo is back, I'm not sure about Trent. But I know Kittle's also back. Yeah, I I think the the Jaguars are a, a sneaky good team with a sneaky home field advantage. That's not a super easy place to play. Are you talking about London? Or are we talking about uh, in Duval. Jacksonville? <laughs> okay. Duval. Their their um their typical home stadium. Uh, this is a very far flight from San Francisco, and uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is is playing at a really high level. Doug Peterson is is coaching this team at a very high level. Uh, I like the home underdog. So I'll take uh, I'll take Jacksonville with three points. Man, I I could either have a really good week or yeah, really this, bad week. This has potential for Kyle to be in I, a big. I, I could either go in the lead or even further down in dead last than I already am. <laughs> Wait, we didn't get a standings update. Can we can we update? Uh, how, how about we do this? We're about we're about at the last break. We'll do a standings update as we go to the break, and then we'll come back and do our last two college basketball picks. That's fair. Standings update at the top of the table with eleven points. <sighs> Tied for second. Mm. Griggs, Blangenberg, and Nelson Nearly with 10 points, one off. The wait, 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 wait. Say my last name again. Nelson Nearly. Said, Did I say Greenberg? No, it's early. Early? It's early. early? Whoa. You said early. Oh, no. Said early. early. Wow. That is, oh, it's how it's spelled. No. I've been called early my entire listen, this life. This is the second. We're doing the how. This Kyle is how it's spelled. Dav- wow. Mr. and Mrs. Kyle Davis attack on a boardroom member's last name. This is the second one. I'm about to cry. There, there's a pattern that, that's okay, very disrespectful right, here. Real it in. It's how it's spelled. Real it in. Dead last. Yours truly. Good. Deserved. Nine points. Deserved. In- I'm only instant Clear names right. Instant karma. I'm literally only two points off the lead and one and point And you're literally off in last place. Well, well. <laughs> you know what? I, I, this we is, rallied. This is not great for radio, but the look of defeat on Kyle's face right yeah, now I, is, is fantastic. I've been pretty distraught about it, honestly, guys. I'm. But this, this week is supposed to be this, the smartest one here. This week he has, is the smartest one. This here. this week has so much potential. You know, it has potential though. What's that? Our next segment. When we come back from the, we come back from the break, we have our final segment. As Kyle said, we're going to talk some more college basketball, and then we're going to wrap up the show. So do not go anywhere. Last segment of the boardroom is coming up. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle ninety one point one FM. And we welcome you back into the boardroom, everybody, for one final time. Griggs, Connor, Kyle, and Nelson. Last segment, we talked about our picks for the weekend. Now we're going to continue that one. So, Kyle, what are our last two games that we got? Oh, I'm sorry. I've heard to switch back on. Sorry. We're good. We're good. Uh, We're going to move to college basketball now. Arizona at Duke, Cameron Indoor Stadium, minus four and a half toward Duke. Just give the Connor first. We we give really so we don't really know a lot about these teams yet, but Connor obviously has something to say. Connor, you can go for it. Uh, Duke could be playing 
the Auburn Intramural Recreational Champions, and I will take them. This is I, just a boardroom preview. If I have a pulse on this show, I will never, will not be picking Duke. I will take Arizona minus 50, but since they're only four and a half, give me the Cats. Tommy Lloyd, I forget what his John Rothsteinism is, but give me Tommy Lloyd. Give me the Cats. Shout out uh, former uh, Suns and NBA legend Jason Terry and Richard Jefferson. Well, I think we have Connor down as Arizona minus 50. Is that correct, Kyle? Correct. Okay, so we have that down. Uh, Nelson. Aren't you not picking? Oh, I'm just throwing around other people, but okay. I'll uh, pick uh, Arizona. All right, I'm going Duke. <laughs> Disgusting. I need Disgusting. to catch up in the squad. I, 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 I very much dislike Duke. However, I want to be at the top of this leaderboard. I think it's going to be pretty easy in a game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Where What's the line again? Minus four and a half for Duke. Duke. So yeah. Arizona plus four, four and a half. Duke. Oh, I heard now, Arizona minus four. Arizona's the underdog. Here's the thing. Yeah, oh, give me them all day, <laughs> all day. It's a win-win for me because if it, that doesn't win, it most likely means Duke did not win, which I am very happy for. If it does win, I get one step closer to dethroning Connor, which would be a great thing for this podcast. So give me the Blue Devils, unfortunately. Um. So I wasn't picked Duke. Um, I still want to pick Duke, but I'm thinking about. <laughs> well, let me give you a. Stat. I'm kind of being a. Yeah, yeah, go, okay. go ahead. So, you know, everyone talks about the Cameron Crazies, right? Yeah. Mid overrated. Statistically speaking, their home court advantage ranks 106th in the nation. Yes, that's great. Statistically speaking. Listen, this is a rare thing for Duke. Outside of the Champions Classic, they do not play anybody in the non-conference. None of those players. Never forget Stephen F. Austin. Exactly. Thank you, Griggs. None of these guys will be prepared for Arizona. For Arizona, they play a, a... a brutal slate. They play Gonzaga all the time. They play Texas. They did a home home with Texas, I think. So Duke, per usual, will be um, out coached, underprepared, and Arizona's going to smoke them. I'm going to pick Arizona now, just because I Love feel that. I Love feel it. I feel like a seance right now. I feel like tomorrow at the game, Connor's going to be sweating this one out. And I can just see the look in his eyes when Arizona goes up like three late, and just like the, I told you so, Blair. The, I told you so. A true, and a I will true never, man of And I will never forgive you for picking Duke, and. I'd rather ride us out with Connor than Greg, so I'm going to Arizona. That's a true brother right Whoa. there. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> After all the Virginia slander he did during the break? I go back and forth. Wow. I ping pong. Th- this is going to be an incredibly close game, and with a four-and-a-half-point spread, I just feel like it's if Duke wins, it's going to be very tight, but I, I think Arizona's going to win it, so I'm going to take Arizona with the points. Now we go from the 106th-ranked home court advantage to the 107th-ranked home court advantage in Wisconsin, mm. where they are hosting. The Tennessee Volunteers, who are favored by one and a half points. Oh my gosh! Ooh. No, that's, that's, that's a ten, that's Tennessee lock. Tennessee lock. Yep. Uh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Ahead Why and is one and a half? Tennessee. Who does Wisconsin have? Now, well, they're they're assuming that this is going to be a classic Wisconsin like fifty to forty five game, except for the fact that Tennessee actually has talent on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, like Zakai, Zakai Ziegler should be back. He's healthy now. Yeah, I I, this, I like Tennessee minus eleven and a half. So. I will hammer. Is this a typo? This is, one and a half. One this and a half. Is, um, uh, I'll, I'll check. But I'm this is sure not the same Tennessee team that put up 45 points a game in 2021, but this was this some people on, try to make it like this that. This is also on Peacock, so. which is insane. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Yep. That's insane. Yep. I was going to source that they beat Michigan State on the road in an exhibition game, but after what happened on Monday, That's, that might not be a, the greatest compliment in the world. I mean, but, but Illinois beat Kansas in their exhibition. So fair. Anything, fair. I don't think exhibition is really – too much matter. Except, oh, it's still playing. Except, oh, hey, one origin blue team beat Furman. True. Um, who's Wisconsin even have? 
Like they haven't talked about it at all preseason. I don't think they still they still have uh, no idea. Oh, um, he's got a funny name. Let me. I'm gonna look. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up the the roster right now. They got Chucky Hepburn. Yeah, Chucky Hepburn. Chucky 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 Hepburn has been there since we were in middle school. He's gonna be the guy to give it to Rick Barnes. But Tyler Wall, Tyler Wall, six nine senior, kind of leads the offense. Um, I'm I'm also thinking Tennessee. I don't I don't really know why Wisconsin's even a part of it. That is another boardroom unanimous pick. The boardroom is two and one in unanimous picks. I'm gonna keep plugging that until we go below five hundred. <laughs> um, but that that's the picks for this week. Now we move backwards in time, or not really backwards in time, forwards in time to a sport we talked about backwards in time: college football. Mm-hmm. I got a game for us just to, to talk about. Washington is hosting Utah. They're favored by nine and a half points. It's two thirty kickoff. The the stretch Washington has had lately makes me think that this could be a little scary watch for them. They just went into to the Coliseum and beat. I mean, USC's on the best thing in the world, but they looked a lot better playing USC than they have in the past weeks against Arizona State, against Stanford. I mean, they're my number one team in the playoffs for a reason, okay? Give the Huskies some credit, okay? Utah did not look great against Oregon. Washington beat Oregon. Trains of property for working with that. Uh, take me, give me Oregon, or no, Washington with the points. Yeah, I, I think Washington can win this game. I'm just thinking the stretch they've had since Oregon has been tough. I mean, they played Oregon. Arizona State and Stanford, but they barely won Arizona State. Um, and, you know, I think down the stretch here, with, with it kind of is going to hinge on Michael Penix. What is he going to do? Is he going to be the Heisman or not? Uh, yeah, to that point, I think this game we see Washington struggle and we have a Michael Penix Heisman moment Ooh, late in it. the fourth. I, I love it. I love it. To win this game. That would be so fun. Yeah. We, we need it. This, this week's slate needs that for it. game to be competitive. In the That'd be a good one. Speaking of competitive 230 games, Rutgers at Iowa. Iowa. Oh. Oh. Rutgers Moneyline. Rutgers Moneyline. Iowa. No matter what. What's the, the over-under? Over, uh, so, first, I was only favored by a point, and they are going to win the Big Ten East, West. West. They're going to win the Big Ten West, and they're favored a point against Rutgers. Number two, the over-under is 28 and a half less than it was last week. Uh. It's beautiful. Hammer the under and hammer Rutgers money line. The only thing that's more powerful is that what you're doing, Connor? Than the Iowa offense, unofficially, of course. Yes, is the mighty East Piscataway Scarlet Knights money line. Okay, the Ruck, the mighty Italians of Rutgers, <laughs> are for real this year. <laughs> yeah, Brian Ferenz ain't ready come, for that Rutgers come defense. Come for the come for the boardroom picks. Stay for the worst Italian accent you will ever hear. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm a proud Southerner, okay? No, so it's it's kind of good I don't have an Italian accent. That was, yeah, that was not good. It was entertaining. <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> that was not it was, good. It was entertaining. That's what the people come for. It was entertaining. That's good? Come for. Maybe not. But yeah, well, it is what it is. All right. That's fair. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be really funny if that game was just like 3-3 in the tie if it could. 3-2. 3-2. 3-2. Yeah. Throwback. 3-2 game. <laughs> Throw it be like, back. Be like the Wake Virginia Tech game from a long time ago. Zero zero at half, or at the end of the game, the Frank Beamer meme, legendary. I I really think team. a fifteen twelve is in play for that game. It is a fifteen twelve, four field goals, two I touchdowns, and a two point conversion. Right. No, no, I think, no. I think now as as we we have only we have, limited time. Yeah, left. no. I was can I intro it, please? All right. So I had my Bryce Young minute last week. These two three jokers are going to have their chance now, but they have exactly a minute. Then we have to leave the airway. So. I'm going to even turn off my mic for this one so you three can go for it. Your minute. 
Starts now. You guys have 45 seconds. Go. I want to talk to Nelson. I just want to ask a couple quick questions. Nelson, okay. do you know yep. which rookie quarterback has thrown for the most yards in a single game ever? CJ Shroud. Do you know which rookie quarterback has thrown for the most touchdowns in a game ever? CJ Shroud. I'll just have one more quick question. Okay. Surely, if, if he's throwing the best rookie quarterback performances of all time, surely he would be the highest drafted quarterback in his class. Was he? Yeah. No. Oh, it was Bryce that's Young. So, oh, no out way. Of, oh, my. The Panthers have already. I mean, they, they, they gave away. Scott a, Fitterer's seat is burning hot. They gave away a draft pick this year to the, to the Bears, and they picked <laughs> the inferior quarterback in round one. 15 for, seconds. Who's always been doubted his entire life, but Sears Stroud overcame the, actual the adversity. Panthers, the Panthers care more about his ability to read and write and pass an IQ test than Five his ability to seconds. read a defense. C.J. Stroud is year. rookie of the Stroud, year. MVP. War damn Texans. And with that, that is going to be the end of the boardroom this week. We want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you missed any of today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform after the show is over. But one for one final time, Unfortunately for Connor Greenberg, unfortunately for Nelson Early, for and for Kyle Davis, I'm Griggs Blankenberg. This has been the Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. We thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us for this session of the Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. If you missed any of today's show, you can listen back to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week, and this meeting of the Boardroom is officially adjourned.